Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, hair salons won't reopen until phase four of the government's roadmap plan, which come into effect on July 20th. But the Irish Hairdressers Federation wants salons to be moved into phase three of the plan, which starts on the 29th of June, due to fears of a booming black market economy. So... Is it a real risk? There are plenty of rumours flying about that so-and-so went to this one's house and got her hair done and Jemima Bloggs got her nails done by someone else who called discreetly to their house. But are they just rumours? Surely you couldn't get away with that carry-on in the current situation. Or could you? Cyril Morgan runs a hair salon on the Dock Road, not far from us here. And another good friend of the show, Kira Flanagan of Plush Beauty in Dura Doyle, is also uh, on the line. Uh, good morning to both of you and thanks for joining us. Um, Cyril, is it happening, do you think, this black market activity? Um, unfortunately, Joe, I think it is, yeah. Um, you know, just rumours have it with regards to hair being done outside of um, restrictions. Um, also, um, even salon suppliers quite busy getting product out to people and so forth. So, yeah, it has. And I think that's been the onset. And particularly now since the new announcements came out, the announcements was not so new now, um, have come out. And um, like I was just looking, looking. Uh, if you just saw yesterday, the media was quite dominated with, with the black market um, hairdressing. And it is a worry, not just economically, but just, I think, from the whole spread of the, the virus. So that's, that's the big concern, really. Now, I'm mad to get a colour in my hair. How could I achieve that at the moment? <laughs> uh, there we go. Um, well, at the moment, I think your best bet is you're going to go to your, your pharmacy or the supermarket and you're going to pick up um, something like a castings colour or something, something that's not going to damage your hair too much. And well, that Cyril, I, I want a real colour. I want the stuff that I go to um, the <sighs> hair salon to get. And obviously, I can't get there at the moment. So what might be happening to help me out on that front? Well, obviously there is online shopping that you could possibly get, but unfortunately, like our, like I'm, I'm a partner of L'Oreal, say, and in other words, I used our products and I used them in my shop, and we were told from the onset by L'Oreal under no circumstances can you use a professional or can you give a professional product out. So when people and our guests would phone up and ask, Sarah, can you send me out colour? And we get those calls every day, and we just we have to stick to the line and say no because it is a professional color, and it has to be um, applied by a professional because it's not just one box does all. It's just not just get a box normally and just take it and squirt it on into a bowl, stir it up, and rub it on your head. Like when we do it, like there could be three different shades going into that. That's one thing, and also the big problem is allergy. Like my insurance will will not cover me if I send you all a colour, Joe, and you throw up a reaction to your colour, and um, you come back at me. I mean, L'Oreal, this twin, they're my partners. They 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 they, they share that responsibility with me. They will ask me, sir, did you did you have um, did you follow out the proper procedures here? And like if I said no, um, I sent my my colour by post or whatever way I got it, or by courier to Joe's house and Joe applied it and Joe and I had a big, big, bad reaction. Well, then I'm very much on my own. So the risk is just too great. Right. So, so clearly you're not doing it, Cyril, but you have heard some stories without naming names that it is happening. Uh, like it is. I mean, Joe, the nature of, of us hairdressers, like, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're always very up close and personal and we do bring make fantastic relationships.
relationships with our, with our clients. It's more than coming and getting your hair done. It's the whole social side of it, the whole psychological thing for people. And it is very hard to say no. I'll be totally honest about it. Like, it is a struggle when people phone you and you're going, look, the alternative is, and this will pull you through from for the next few weeks, it's not going to cover your grave, the grey issue. It's not going to cover your 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 re, your, your grey. It'll camouflage it out a bit. You'll get a bit longer than doing some of the other temporary touch-ups. Whereas you use something like a castings, for example, it's a L'Oreal colour that it won't deposit. Not getting too technical, it won't deposit um, colour. It just gets torn and it'll just torn down the grey for you. So if for us, even coming back and into the shop, it's easy fix for us. It's easy for us to continue where we left off. I mean, are there men and women contacting you and other hairdressers and saying, look, um, I really am finding this psychologically difficult. My hair is returning to its natural colour um, or my hair is showing up its greyness. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you look at when um, our tea shop made the announcement, and you you look in and you look at the Google trends, say, of what was most hit on. Hairdressing, when are hairdressers opening? That was number one question, funnily enough. And number two was pubs and restaurants and after that. But number one was hairdressers. Our appearance, it's like everything. Our appearance means everything to people. Even if it's just going down to the local grocery shop, people, and particularly ladies, like, you know, it's your, your crown and glory, as I've always said. You, you, you're, you're trying to keep your best positive self out. So psychologically, yeah, you, you know... Like I've had people send me photographs where they're where where they're starting to put hair bands trying to disguise their their hairlines. Is does that work, sir? You know, you know, there's lots of um, contact being made regarding that with clients just sending you over pictures, yeah, and asking advice. Right, and Kira Flanagan, is it the same in beauty? Absolutely. Um, like I have, I I was in Tesco recently, and not recently actually, probably around three weeks ago. And there was a girl with um, very long orange nails. Um, I, I probably shouldn't have commented on them, but I, they were very—they were obviously very freshly done. And she said, "It's my birthday, and I can't even go out." And she was a young girl. And uh, I said, um, "Oh, you had your nails done?" And I—I I actually said, "Oh, do you do them yourself?" And she went very red, and she said, "Oh, my cousin did them." And um, but she, she arrived with all complete equipment and and covered herself and everything. And I just said, "Oh, it's okay." You know, she was embarrassed. So arrived so, to her house. I don't know where she. She just okay. said she arrived. So she obviously she got caught in the line of fire. Basically, when I was talking mm. to her, she got a fright. Um, but I've seen plenty of girls with um with their nails done. You know, you have to get them done every two to three weeks for them to last. Um, it's definitely going on. Definitely. And do you um, think, Kira, that in some instances it's pros that they are sneaking around to houses and doing this for money? Um, probably, yeah, yeah. And I think what's awful is um, these people are, are more than likely claiming the, the COVID um, payment as well. So it's not fair that they're doing that and then going around to people's houses or having them come to them. Um, but, you know, money is, is, is one issue, but um, it's it's safety, obviously. And it's not that yeah. nails are, are not the worst part of it. Um, like, you know, for, I think for hairdressers going back um, maybe a little bit early you know beauty salons are going to find it very difficult because it's very very close contact um, hands yes but uh, think of eyelashes think of eyelash extensions you know dealing with fluid in the eyes you know dealing with someone you know you're very very close contact um, and even how difficult it is to to be able to wear the the, the, the 
PP um, uh, equipment when you're doing that type of treatment. Um, but there's definitely black market stuff going on, 100%. Um, I know that a huge amount of clients, not huge amount of clients, but a huge amount of people have contacted me, probably in the earlier stages, asking me to do treatments for them. And I blankly said no, that, you know, I had to protect my family and it wasn't safe. Um, and I wouldn't is, be doing it until it was so. Is beauty or hair really worth dying for? Cases, I don't think yeah. people are thinking it like that. Yeah, I don't think people are thinking no, it like no. that. I think, um, I think it's uh, some people are selfish. So you know, some people just they the beauty is very very important to them, and um, they're they're not they're kind of they're not thinking of your own safety. That's that's for they're for sure. You know, because it's not just. But, but the, chief, the chief medical officer no, said you know, last well. night that you know one of his big worries now is young people and the transmission of COVID-19 among younger people. And yeah. younger people have died from COVID-19. Yeah, this isn't yeah, just yeah. a question of passing it on. And anyone we have spoken to on this show who has had it and come through it, and we've had a couple of interviews with people in the last week, it is an exceptionally nasty disease. Yeah. Even if you get the other side of it, yeah. it is not a pleasant experience. And it, it, But as you say, people... Some people are just, you know, one-eyed about these things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they 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 just think that it's not going to affect them, you know. And um, in normal times, Kira, how big is the black market in beauty? Do you think? Oh, it's always been huge. It's always been huge. I think. Um, I suppose about maybe ten years ago, um, when a lot of people started doing nails, I suppose would be the main thing: doing nails at home and undercutting the prices of salons. Um, and you would often have clients come in and say, well, I can get it cheaper in so-and-so's house. And we'd say, well, look, she's not paying rent and rates and um, insurance and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, well, that doesn't matter to us. We're getting nice nails and end of story. Um, and a lot of these people, like, they're, you don't know where they're buying their products from. You definitely don't know what kind of hygiene standards they have. And um, you don't know if they're qualified. You know, that's that's the big worry. And um, people are only alerted to it when something happens to them, you know. So, and a lot of these times, these girls are really good, um, but um, they they choose to work from home, and yeah, you're you're competing with with those people who are undercutting your prices, and it's it's very difficult, right. and uh, it's going to be more difficult now. Um, we are chatting uh, this morning to Cyril Morgan, who uh, runs his hair salon on the Dock Road, and Kira Flanagan of Plush Beauty in Dura Doyle. Cyril, uh, has it always been there in uh, hairdressing as well, the black market? Yeah, definitely, 100%. It's, it's the best. I, I worked out in the Middle East there for a good few years, and where, where we had, um, you know, it's, what I'm saying is it's a global, it's not just an Irish thing, it's a global thing, black marketing. We'd have all the expenses, like Kira was saying, of having trade license and rents and whatever else, mortgages and that. And um, it's just, a, it was it was a, a, a problem there. It's a problem everywhere, like it, it is. But in saying that, Joe, there is um, what we call, there is hair, freelance hairdressers that go out and they tick all the boxes, they pay their taxes and all that. So you do have that and that's, that's quite legit and fine. But, um, you do have the, the racketeering of, of, and it's been an ongoing, it's there, I'm 30, what, 36 years a hairdresser, and it's been there since day dot. You know what I mean? It's right. always been part and parcel um, of. Would you like to see uh, hair salons opening earlier, uh, and do you think that will help address the growing black market problem? Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, I put health and safety before even the economics of it, and 
you know, of black market. Like, I'm, I'm just more concerned that, the, like, we're not going to get out of this pandemic if, if we're going to have people going from house to house, not doing proper sanitation, using the same gown, the same implements, the same thing on uh, on three different houses and bringing that infection around. Whereas if you come into the salon, it's going to be, like, we're, we're being guided now by the Irish Hairdressing Federation. You probably saw that yesterday. There was lots of my, my associates who are on um, representing us. Um, we've uh, L'Oreal have given me a, a 12 page honestly it's like you'd be like going to theatre to have an operation done the procedures and all that and if you can get people coming through our shops and I had that responsibility not just to my to, to the guests coming but to the staff but the only thing is, Cyril, it's going to be sure a very different experience now for someone. You know, it, it used to be a, a huge treat um, for everyone, particularly for women, to go and get their hair done. Now it's going to feel tense, isn't it? It is, of course, yeah. And, and definitely for the first first for the first few weeks, it's going to be very, because like it's, it's uncharted waters for us to a level. I'm working now with, with, with a face mask. I'll be working more than likely with a visor over me, over my face. As and how well. are you going to chat so to people through that? Well, it's just talk a bit louder, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's going to be. It's definitely going to be more challenging because, like, we're visual, and like, you know, I'm, I, I haven't cut hair with with a full visor on me yet. But it's something I'm going to have to get in and do. I have to start practicing here on my clothes and, and and see how it works. But it's, it's just it's just going to be feel a lot more confined, you know. When, like going, I know going to Tesco's when or, or going to Dunn's wherever I'm doing my shopping and I walk through with a mask and by the time I come out, my God, above in heaven, I feel I just want to take that mask and off of me. So it's all, it's just going to take a while just to get into that. But yeah. again, it's it's a necessity. If we want to get back in and we want to get working, we're going to have an A, B and C. So from the time the, the, the guest phone to getting to exiting the shop, there will be an A, B, C and it'll be very much mapped out. Right. So it would be a very and, different experience. Yeah. And Kira, would you like to see uh, beauty salons open in an earlier phase? Uh, and what plans will salons have to make? Well, unlike um, Cyril, um, like there doesn't seem to be much guidance for beauty salons to open. Um, I had some salon owners call me yesterday just for a chit-chat, really, and um, just worrying about they're getting absolutely crazy prices for um, masks and gloves and um, there, there doesn't seem to be guidelines like it's fantastic to hear that Cyril got such a big document that he could read I might have to ring him afterwards for a look yeah. um, but um, it, like it, 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 there really isn't that much guidance out there like just really beauty salons talking to, to, to one another you know about putting shields on a on a desk um, obviously gloves and masks there's definitely some treatments that won't be able to be performed um, you know, because it's it's just too close contact, and it wouldn't be possible. Um, to to like wearing a mask, you wouldn't be able to bend your head, you know, to do certain treatments such so, as such as like a lash lifts or lash extensions. You know, your their head has to be extremely close to you, um, and you need you need to have your head bent fully so that you can see their eyes. So a mask would prevent you from bending like that, really. Um, I think the masks would, the visor is what I'm talking about. The masks would be fine, but if you're wearing a visor, like the visor comes below your chin. So I don't see how it would be possible to be able to bend, you know, unless you've got a very long neck. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there just doesn't seem to be that much guidance, really only, um, like I was, I've been looking it up and um, there are a couple of, there's a, there's a company in Dublin, all right, sent a price down for um, 
uh, a visor and showed a picture of the, the, the well, not the visor, but the the, the shield on the desk. Um, and it just showed a picture of it and a price, and, and that was it. Right. There doesn't seem to be any guidance on the beauty salon. But, but you're that, dealing with a lot more expense on top of all the expenses well, that that's, beauty that's the other uh, salons thing you and, and hairdressers have anyway. You yeah. know? Um, the other thing is, do you think, Kira, that Limerick people would be willing to dob the neighbour in the house next door in because they are bringing people illegally into their house for beauty treatments? Depends on the neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot. I think a lot. <laughs> That's answer of the week, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people. I, I think a lot of people would. You know, I I know there's definitely a couple of meetups going on, but the majority of people have kept to um have kept to the guidelines. You know that a lot of people are keeping to the guidelines. We have to remember that as well. Um, but there's definitely a few out there who just don't think it's going to affect them. It's like smoking, you know, I'm not going to get sick from smoking, it just wouldn't affect me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people, listen, it's, Cyril wouldn't agree with it, I wouldn't agree with it. We're all, we all, you know, we love our jobs, we love our clients, we, we would love to get going with this, but we have to, we have to go by the guidelines or this is just not going to, nice. this is temporary, we have to remember this, they're not asking us to wear uh, masks and have all this, this, ready for the rest of our lives. Yeah, but, but it could be a long time. Uh, yeah, it'll yeah, it be until they have a vaccine. Guidelines, not just yeah. for for staff, but for um, customers as well. You know, there needs to be guidelines. Like, for example, if you have someone that booked at 2 o'clock and someone booked at 3, they can't arrive at 5 to 3 and expect yeah. to be able to wait. They're going to have to wait, well, maybe I, I, outside, you know. I mean, I've been trying to figure out how we're going to do this show when I'm wearing masks and visors and... Yeah. It's just, I mean... Anyway, very complicated stuff, guys. But listen, thank you very much for talking to us uh, this morning uh, and having your take on that as the growth in the black market certainly seems to be there. Uh, Cyril Morgan, uh, who uh, runs his hair salon near us here on the Dock Road, and Kira Flanagan of Plush Beauty in Dura Doyle. Call Limerick today now on 461995.